This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Welcome to Monday. Welcome to the first day of a brand new week. And of course, the first week until the rest of the season, if you like. Because at the end of this week, Arsenal will play the first of the remaining 10 games of the Premier League campaign. In which they aim to try and win their first title for 19 years. It is going to be an exciting, a hectic and nervous end to the season, but we're going to be here for all of it and of course covering the Gunners every single day. So make sure that if you aren't already subscribed to hit that subscribe button. If you do enjoy our morning shows, please do drop a like on the video as well and subscribe to the channel uh, for all this content that's going to be coming your way over the next six, seven, eight weeks or so. Uh, there's lots of time left in the season and then of course when the season finishes, no matter what happens, we'll be here bringing you all the transfer updates across the summer and into the following season as well. Good morning to you, Joy, uh, guys joining us in the chat box. It's joyous for you to be with us. Uh, Kaiser, good morning to you. For Harrison, Damien, Carl, Red Star, NSW, Mike, Carlton, uh, Shadith, uh, good morning to you. MJ10, Sandman, uh, good morning to... Uh, we've got Tabani, we've got Olu, we've got NSW, Yomi, Sam, we've got, I think we've said hello to a few people twice now. Lucky people indeed. Um, but of course, thank you everybody that's tuning in at the renewed time this morning. It is still 8am here in the UK, but of course I know that the uh, with the clocks going forwards and us losing an hour yesterday, it means that of course people around the world are tuning in at a slightly different time. Um, that's just the way that it goes, but this will be the normal time for the show going forwards every single day until the clocks go back in, I want to say October, I think, is the next time they move. So Yes, this will be it until then. So make sure that you have got your alarm clock set and that you're ready to tune in every morning at this time. Of course, we do upload these on audio platforms as well after the live show has finished. But if you want to listen to these shows live, you can only do that on YouTube. Okay, let's go to today's stories then. First of all, Santi Cazorla uh, has made Villarreal historic 11. So of all the players to have ever played for Villarreal, Santi Cazorla is included in their all-time greatest 11. And it was making me think, where would he kind of rank for Arsenal in terms of midfielders? Obviously, Arsenal have had and been blessed with some of the best midfielders to ever grace the game, thankfully. And we have uh, experienced some amazing footballers. But Santi Cazorla, 
is a brilliant, brilliant footballer and was certainly one of my only two Emirates era legends that may increase certainly after this season. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, Santi Cazorla, I think, would rank very highly amongst Arsenal's all-time midfielders as well. But he gets into Villarreal's and has been voted into their historic eleven. What a player that man was. Uh, still is, to be fair. Still playing. Uh, big news, of course, breaking last night. They tried to hide it by uh, announcing this at around half 11 UK time in the evening that Antonio Conte has indeed been sacked by Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, the club announced the news, as I say, about half 11 last night, trying to hide it away from everyone so no one would notice. But we notice everything. We see everything. Um, but Christian Stellini uh, is set to take chance uh, and be in charge until the end of the season as Spurs coach, while the board look for a new manager for the season of 23-24. Um, apparently the Spurs list includes four to five options and Tuchel was was one of those according to Fabrizio Romano but uh, he of course has now joined Bayern we're of course sure that Julian Nagelsmann will be in the frame for this job as will a number of others Pochettino still without work too um, we'll have to wait and see but Antonio Conte uh, is no longer Tottenham manager and uh, I think that's a shame it's a real shame because I think, if anything, he was doing a great job. I thought he was doing a fantastic piece of work over there. I would have loved to have seen him continue on uh, with his work. But uh, unfortunately, that is not going to happen. OK, uh, moving forward, um, going into more Arsenal side of things. Emil Smith-Rowe has been speaking after his goal uh, for England's under-21s. Um, oh, hold on. I can feel it coming. No, is it? TGT sneeze, it's there. No, it's not. It's it's run away. Okay, thank goodness. I feel like I scare it away every time I bring it up. So there we go. It's gone. <laughs> I've never had surgery before, he says. So at the start, I was quite worried because I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was even going uh, to be the same after it. Speaking continually, he says, this is my last season with the under-21s. So I need to make sure I'm playing. I need to be getting minutes, scoring and assisting as much as I can. Obviously, my main uh, my aim is to get back into the Arsenal team too. I'm desperate to be playing because the team are doing really well and it's something I want to be part of. Uh, he continued to talk about other factors as well. He says, I'm feeling good at the moment. It's been quite difficult to get back into the, from surgery and it was quite hard to get fully fit. But I've been training a lot with Arsenal as well. I feel ready to go and good to get minutes today. I'm just building that up. So... That's really positive to hear from Smith, who obviously scored for England's under-21s as well. Um, but uh, it's it's very, very good indeed. Daniel Robert in the chat says, if you're about to sneeze, you've got to say the word pineapple. And apparently that stops it. I will test this theory. And if it doesn't work, I'm coming for you. All right? Just don't, just know that. I don't want you... This <laughs> is going to be so embarrassed. I'm sitting there going pineapple and nothing happens but Dan I will remember that um Bakaya Saka scored and assisted for England in yesterday's win over Ukraine if you haven't seen Bakaya Saka's goal find some way somehow to watch it it is a brilliant piece of football and a classic Bakaya Saka spin turn outside the box strike into the top left hand corner uh, we at Arsenal could do have a few more of those between now and the end of the season. We'll have to wait and see if indeed it's possible for him to recreate this. Um, but Saka, with a man of the match performance, he got man of the match after the game as well. Um, I was a little bit frustrated with the fact that he played the entire 90 minutes. I know that we are lacking options, but we could have moved to a back three. You know, you bring Conor Gallagher and uh, Ivan Tony and Jack Grealish off the bench. Bring Sakharov, bring an extra defender on, go to a back three, just chill. Um, I know people are saying that it was a pretty slow game. I'm pretty sure uh, in terms of England's fixtures, 
uh, of what we've still got coming up as well. Uh, we don't play now until the 16th of June, I believe that's the case, um, when we play Malta. So that's it in terms uh, of it for Saka. But frustrating. Uh, people will say it's not that much of a big deal because don't play again until Sunday. But uh, I'd, I'd rather he weren't on the field for 90 minutes. It's just one of those things I'm being really uh, anal about. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, moving forwards and sticking with Saka uh, and Zinchenko, you can see pictured here together. Zinchenko um, tried as best he could to be a force for Ukraine, but England were by far the better side during the fixture. Uh, but there was a clip, I don't know if you've seen this, of Zinchenko speaking to Declan Rice uh, after the game. Um, <laughs> you got to appreciate the uh, the theories that have gone around on social media as well. What indeed did uh, Zinchenko say to Declan Rice? Some people have suggested that he was asking him whether or not he's coming to Arsenal. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's the case personally. I'd be very surprised. We can obviously you you think about those uh, wrong subtitle clips you get going around on YouTube just for comedy and. Uh, as though if you put words next to something, you can make anything look like they're saying that. So, uh, yeah, I doubt that's the case. Um, but who knows? Zinchenko and Declan Rice catching up after the game. Maybe we'll see them as teammates next season. Uh, and uh, lastly, uh, Manchester City uh, have recorded a second injury of the uh, international break. Their first of all being Erling Haaland, who suffered a groin injury that may indeed keep him out of that game against Liverpool. We're going to have to wait and see. His father described it as being touch and go. However, Phil Foden is also set to miss Liverpool's clash with Man City after undergoing surgery for acute appendicitis. Uh, now, this is uh, an injury, or I say it's, it's just obviously not a, a sport-related injury. It's just one of those surgeries sometimes anyone in the world could need to have. Um, but uh, I was looking back over historic injuries like this, and I found an article in 2011 in which Luka Modric was missing for Tottenham for just two weeks after un undergoing appendicitis surgery. It will depend, of course, on what type of surgery Foden will be out for. Um, it could be a longer term issue if it was an, an open surgery situation. Can take a long time to heal, of course. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, but for Man City, this is a big, big blow. But he is expected to miss the Liverpool game. Um, and we'll have to wait and see how many weeks he is indeed uh, meant to be out of the fold for. He was just coming back into form. So it is a big, big blow to Man City in their hunts to chase down Arsenal for the title. OK, let's go to part two then in your questions. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right after this.
You can still get hold of our TGT non-profit merch and we'll continue to be able to do so as we look to add more designs and items to it across the end of the season and into the summer. Uh, but our home and away caps still up indeed. Thank you to everybody that has helped raise over £600 already for um, a split uh, split between Cancer Macmillan support and the Arsenal Foundation as well. Link in today's video description and around the YouTube page store as well. Okay, let's jump into the chat then and see what you guys are saying. Dan Roberts says only 66 likes. There's over 600 of you watching and only 10% of you are dropping a press on the like button. It takes a second. One second, you just click and it's there and you've shown appreciation. Think about your good karma for the day. Ah, oh, yeah. You, you, you just sometimes just need to show the good karma. <laughs> Things will go your way. Uh, Yomi says, Tom's advertising merch. Can we call him a merchant? I mean, a merchant of positivity and goodness around Arsenal Football Club, if you will. Yes, you can, Yomi. Of course you can. Uh, Dan Roberts says, uh, how are there people that say Saka isn't world-class? I think it's it's obviously down to a subjective definition. Uh, for some people, world-class status can only be achieved at a certain stage. Like, you'd have to do it for a number of years. And Saka's obviously still developing and improving as a player. Whereas some people like yourself, clear down, think that that's not the case. So, just like... You know, how will you define legendary status? When we talked about that previously, it is completely subjective. It's down to you. It's down to your opinion. Um, and if your uh, kind of checklist for what needs to be achieved to become world-class has already been achieved for Saka, then in your view, he's world-class and that's fine. And in some, some others, he may need to deal, still do some more for him to achieve that. So we'll have to wait and see what other people feel. But I feel as though it's only a matter of time until it's a universal consensus uh, that Bakaya Saka is eventually going to become a world-class player, if not already. Um, Jay Dimes says, Hey, Tom, have you been watching Hoyland for Denmark? I heard that we've been linked with him and he looks very good indeed. Yes, scoring more goals. He is going to be a very uh, hot property on the market, if you like, in the summer. For me, uh, I'd love Arsenal to move for a different style of forward like that, that's being as exciting and scoring as many goals as Hoyland is this season. Uh, Arsenal adding something of their own kind of uh, element of physicality and aerial threat, but also just something different to the forward line, if indeed following Balogun is to move on. And that sale of following Balogun could, could even kind of generate the funds to pay for most of that deal as well, if that's indeed what he wants to do. Balogun has been open to say he doesn't really know what's going to happen with his Arsenal future. He's coming back to Arsenal as third choice striker. And so if Arsenal get a really good offer from, say, an Inter or an AC Milan or somebody else, I think there needs to be some genuine consideration over that. And I'd love to see Arsenal move for a, a Hoyland to operate slightly differently to the strikers that we've already got at the club as well. Uh, Emerson says, uh, if Arsenal's tactics work so well with the fullback moving into for midfield and the possession and the high press, why don't more teams other than City, including England, use them? I think mainly because, Emerson, there is very few players that can actually fulfil that inverted fullback style that Zinchenko or Joao Cancelo or players like this can actually bring. Uh, Man City haven't necessarily been doing it as much since they lost Joao Cancelo and Zinchenko. Sergio Gomez is not that player. Carl Walker's not really that player. Nathan Ake is not necessarily that player either. So they've not necessarily been able to do it the same way that Arsenal have so successfully this season. I just don't think there's that many players out there that can do it. And so that's why I don't think any teams also do it. You need the type of players to be able to play a certain way. And until this season, Arsenal weren't actually able to kind of do that. So we'll have to wait and see uh, if any teams do manage to kind of generate a player or buy a player or develop a player into someone that can do that. Uh, Matt Tomo says, would you bet on Saka being included in the Ballon d'Or shortlist for this season? 
if he continues scoring the amount of goals that he's scoring, you'd be hard-pressed to say. If he wins the Premier League, if he continues to smash it at the end of this season, if he's getting into the high-scoring charts. But I think we all know that Erling Haaland is probably going to win that awards this season. The way in which he's scoring goals is ridiculous. But uh, yeah, let's let's see. Uh, let's see if anything changes. Um, Lynn says, Saka was brilliant yesterday, both in assist and scoring. But for that Harry Kane assist, still got the most hype. Would you agree? There is very few things in this English world, Lynn. Um, I say the English world in terms of everyone that's around the England national team um, that doesn't allow Harry Kane um, to be ousted. Uh, he's just the top of most people when they're looking and analysing and uh, doing their punditry around England. Kane's always going to come first. Should it be that way? No, it shouldn't. And it's why I've, I think he personally gets so much protection from referees during Premier League games because he's the England captain. Our record goal scorer and all that silly stuff. But um, yes, it's just the way that it goes, Lynn. Well, we don't need to be frustrated with that. Let Saka do what he does. Let Saka continue to be great. Kane will move on. He's already moving into his 30s come the end of this season. He will move on eventually. And Saka will be the man, in my view, to take on the mantle of England's best player. So I look forward to that, that period uh, ushering in very soon indeed, fingers crossed. Uh, let's go to Dan, who says, Hey, Tom, don't you think the continuous mention of the word 10 more finals creates more tension to the players' minds from a psychological point of view? I mean, to be honest, Dan, when you're in a Premier League title race, no matter how you paint it, no matter how you talk about it, 10 more games between now and the end of the season to potentially win a title that is in your hands, it doesn't matter because the pressure, the tension is at the absolute maximum. Thankfully, Arsenal have got a number of players now that have got that experience of winning titles, be it abroad, be it in England for other teams, or be it other competitions like the Champions League or other cup competitions that like we've seen with Jorginho coming into the group as well. Arsenal have got experience. Arsenal have got composure. And I think we've shown that composure throughout this season, whether it's by winning late, whether it's by winning comfortably with good clean sheets, or whether it's just by absolutely dominating opponents in games like the Fulham away fixture that was touted to be a very tricky test for Arsenal we have done all we can and we will continue to do that so no I don't think this idea of 10 more finals is putting necessarily more pressure because I think the pressure is already at an absolute maximum anyway so uh, let's just wait and see how they cope with it uh, how they deal with it how they cope with it and fingers crossed um, we, we can succeed because that's going to be an amazing achievement if we manage to do it. Um, Fahim says, how do you think Arsenal should go about becoming one of the elite European clubs again should we win the league? The transfer window, obviously, Fahim, is going to be absolutely key, of course, bringing in the right players, bringing in players that can back up your existing starting positions, and of course, going far in the Champions League next season is going to be a big, big plus. If we can go far in that competition, if we can break through the group stage and through to the latter stages of that competition. You know, I'm not my expectation is not going to be on winning the Champions League, but you go, we used to never get past the last 16. So, you know, at the first season, I'd just like us to kind of push past that zone. That would be a, an expectation of mine is that we get into the quarterfinals of the Champions League. That has to be an expectation for me. So let's wait and see. But if we win the league, I don't think we'll be in pot one because we've been out of the competition for so long. Our coefficient in Europe is no longer very good. Um, that would have been a big plus of winning the Europa League as being in pot one for the Champions League next season. So we are going to have a very decent side uh, in that group. I don't know if we drop into pot three. I don't think so. 
Um, but we'll be, I'm sure we'll be in pot two for next season in the Champions League. So we're going to have a very decent team we can expect in our group, no matter what happens. So let's see. Um, but it's going to be exciting. I can't wait to get back into the Champions League, hear that music played throughout the Emirates on a, on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. I look forward to it very, very much so. Uh, okay, let's go to boom, 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 boom. Uh, Love Johansson says, uh, first time catching the live show due to the work slash time difference. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, my friend. Uh, who would you prefer Spurs get as their manager, aka who would fit the squad miserably? That's a great question. Of the available managers out there, who would I like them to go and get? Ooh. Nathan Jones, <laughs> previously of Southampton. Is he the right man to take over the job there? Uh, you know, in terms of managers, that it's, it's hard to, to say the ones that you think that would suit them the least because the ironic thing is, is they're probably not going to go and get them. Um, they're probably going to get a, a Nagelsmann or a, Pochett- or a Pochettino back again, who are good coaches. So they're probably going to go and get a better coach than that suits them better than Conte did because no matter how much you think of Conte, he just did not suit that project at all. I mean, he suited them in the sense of that he failed and Tottenham are very much akin to failure. But uh, yeah, I've not. Uh, I just I, I worry about whoever they get in is going to be a good coach and, and be better for them than their current one was. Um, Olu says, "Hey Tom, Patino has a similar skill set as Zinchenko. Do you think that we can coach him for that position?" No, and I don't think I don't think that's necessarily completely accurate. Patino is a player that is very versatile in midfield. Can play as a six, can play as an eight. He's even playing more offensively in the last few games for Blackpool as well. He's just your your typical versatile central midfielder. He's not Zinchenko. He's not going to be able to play that position at left back. So no, I, I don't think so, Olu. I see where you're coming from because he's more sly. He's got a lower sense of gravity, good technical dribbler uh, like Zinchenko would be and he's in the midfield. But no, I don't think that's the way forward for Patino. I think he's certainly someone that you'd look at as going, you're the guy that can replace Granit Xhaka for the long-term future. And I hope that he's certainly able to do that. Um the Harry Thomas says, hey, Tom, do you reckon that Kronke would look at feeder clubs uh, like buying a Brazilian team? I don't know if they would, but it's certainly something I'm uh, certainly an advocate of. I'd like to see Arsenal break out into some partnerships with clubs outside of the UK. I think it's a, a push forward. I think it's the next step of football. I think City have kind of beaten people in that aspect uh, to, to kind of realise that fact. And I think it is the next step. Uh, in terms of the elite football clubs in, in football in Europe uh, and the world is to have that connection with other teams abroad elsewhere. It supports them and their uh, ambitions in their own league and obviously helps Arsenal as well by allowing for development of young, exciting talent out there too. So I think there's lots of benefits for both clubs if indeed you're able to do that. Um, Maximir says, Ty Tom, speaking of Haaland, do you know Roy Hodgson had the chance to sign up Haaland for um, five million uh, for Crystal Palace, but he chose to get Jordan Ayew on loan instead? The power of hindsight. Yeah, I think that was a story about Blackburn nearly signing Lewandowski years and years ago as well under Sam Allardyce. So it's always going to be the way that some teams nearly sign these amazing players. It's just part of football, um, part of football folklore. Maybe if Jordan Ayew had gone to, I don't know, Mulder and then Salzburg. He could have become an amazing player through coaching at a younger age. I don't know. It's impossible to know. I mean, that's a bad example because Jordan Ayew is a relatively limited footballer. But uh, I think that the, the argument is that if a player goes through a different pathway, different coaches, maybe they can unlock more potential in their game. Um, let's go to... Um, <laughs> Jeff says, any chance that we can make Rodegaard, uh just M. Odegaard, just to make... Uh, make it immensely happy. I mean, 
No, because the joke doesn't work. It's the idea is that this is a Rhoda microphone stand. And so Rhoda guards. Yeah. I'm a comedic genius. It's just the way that it goes. And you can't tamper with comedy genius. <laughs> uh, Guna just I tell you, sometimes I, I, I really do judge what I myself comes out of my own mouth. Uh, Guna Jake says, Tom, do you think that we had a discussion with Brighton on a set fee for Kaiselo? No. Um, he just wasn't for sale, mate. They turned around and said he's not for sale. And my understanding of the situation is Brighton had no intention of selling him and there was no discussion around a price tag that they would have accepted. He was just categorically not for sale at any price in the January transfer window. Um, Hamster says, how mad is it that England could have the best right-back in the world in Rhys James slash Trent, two world-class midfielders in Rice and Bellingham, and the best right-wing in the world? Uh, and we've got Rashford and Colwell all coming through. I mean, I wouldn't describe as Rashford's... Um, coming through uh, i think rashford is is you know in his mid-20s now and certainly a player that should be starting for england on that left flank for me but uh yeah he pulled out obviously duty for this this tournament but in the future you could see a front three that includes i mean to, to be fair rashford could become england's number one striker you could have rashford through the middle Saka on the right foden on the left uh bellingham rice i mean there's a there's a big spot there for whatever number ten, whether it's Madison, where whether it's Mount. Uh, I like Mason Mount, as you guys well know. I know a lot a lot of people do like Mason Mount. That's fine, but I rate the guy. I think Mount or um, or Madison, as I say, coming through are exciting options for for England. Who knows? Maybe in the future we see a young Charlie Patino coming through for England. Uh, and then in defence, you've got some. Yeah, we're blessed with a silly amount of options it's going to take i think until southgate leaves now to get england into their best state i you know me i don't particularly rate gareth southgate i think he's a waste of of a manager in terms of the talent that we've got it's being wasted on him i think we could have a better coach um i'd be snapping up louis enrique immediately uh to bring him in and to try and maximize the talent in this england squad but uh, i don't think we'll ever see that which is a real shame uh, let's go to boom, 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 boom. uh raul says hey tom i understand you don't want to jinx the team by predicting the games we'd win so would you predict the games that we lose points to no raul i'm not doing any predicting at all it's just I'm not going to be tempting fate this season. Not happening. Not at all. Uh, Alison says, uh, what do you think about the Conte sacking? Some fans wanted Conte at Arsenal instead of Arteta. I'm sure that answer is different now. Yeah, I mean, the, the sacking of Conte at Spurs, I think, is probably the most Spursy thing to happen in recent memory. I mean, you bring in one of the most successful managers. But let's not, let's not beat around the bush. Conte is a world-class coach, and a brilliant manager that's done brilliant things. And Tottenham are certainly a big reason as to why he's failed. However, he has flaws. And I think that Tottenham in particular was a job that highlighted those flaws more than any other. Um, so I'd be very surprised indeed um, if Conte goes to another job and fails catastrophically, especially if it's an Italian one. Uh, I think he'll do very well at wherever he moves next. Um, let's go... <laughs> uh, let's scroll down a little bit more uh, a lot of people saying Vieira to Spurs goodness me imagine imagine if that happens that'd be ridiculous I'm not we're not tempting fate people we are not tempting fate um, William says any chance Arsenal can turn Spurs into a feeder clubs <laughs> says William brilliant stuff yeah I mean that would be hilarious but never going to happen obviously Marcus says charity events golf days and Tom to appear on as many Arsenal YouTube channels in a day as possible that's quite a cool charity idea actually um, can you appear on as many Arsenal related or just football related YouTube channels in one day as possible maybe 
Maybe that's a day that we could spend raising some money, but a golf day interests me a lot more. <laughs> and there was something I was looking at. I think it's 72 holes you can do in one day in support of Cancer McMillan. Um, so, yeah, that would be great if we did something like that and uh, and raise some money. It's something I'm looking into to try and do a fundraising event. Obviously, we're doing a lot of fundraising anyway with our merchandise, which you could get down below. Go get it. Go support some great charities. Um, but, yeah um it's something that's in my mind uh to do some more fundraising for charity because i think we do some great job at raising money here as well anyway um we are going to wrap things up there thank you so much guys for tuning in uh, i much appreciate your time i'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m i'll be back actually at 10 a.m this morning on the arsenal way uh we're doing a show over there this morning too we'll be doing the arsenal lounge as it's monday night 8 a.m mondays always uh, 8 p.m sorry mondays uh on the arsenal lounge with mo and lev uh, Wednesday, there isn't an 8 a.m. live show, but we'll be producing and releasing the uh, uh, we'll be releasing our Eat Sleep Arsenal repeat show for 8 a.m. on Wednesday. It's just because I'm going to the hospital on Wednesday, so I don't have an opportunity to do the live show. So apologies for that, but you'll have a show still going out on Wednesday at 8 a.m. It just won't be this usual live show. So bear with us. And then we'll get to the um, all the, the extra leads build up at the end of the week as well. Thursday, Friday, we'll have a preview show. Um, but yes, I'll be back tomorrow morning. I'll be back a little bit later on this morning on the Arsenal Way and tonight on the Arsenal Lounge. Have a fantastic day. Much appreciate your time as always. And as always, the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.